Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. It's that time again. All of them. It's true, it's all the times that you could be listening to this. It's tomorrow, it's today. When am I? Who am I? I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are talking about... The second and third episodes of Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040. Grab the wave! That's right, punks. You could be doing anything right now, but you're here with us. It's a double header here on JoJo's World today because the second episode's kind of a slow one. It's... Slow one. <laughs> Wait, do we need a soundboard for this? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing my, uh, my Radio Shock Jock bit. Radio Shock Jock, coming at ya. Bidoo! Toilet it. flush sound. Uh... Bats, uh, bats, bats. Oh god, sir, I don't have those sounds. <laughs> Spooky skeleton noise. <laughs> oh, that I have, yeah. Just a xylophone. It's just a xylophone. What's that? That That's me doing a xylophone. Was there a particular song? Or? Yeah, that's the spooky skeleton song. Spooky, spooky Oh, skeleton. okay. Yeah, that one, yeah. I was thinking like... Um, do, 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 do. The hell is that? I, mo- I messed that up, but I was doing Under the Sea. That's your under the sea. Yeah. That's your I under messed the it sea. up. I hit, the, I hit the wrong note a couple of times. Well, fair enough. Liam, have I got a surprise for you? Do you? That's a right. surprise for me? Yes, Liam, for you very specifically. It's our Patreon. Hooray! That's right. We have a shout out to say to a patron on the Patreon. Absolutely unprecedented. We've never done this before. We'll never do it again. Well, at this rate, no, we won't. So, <laughs> I'd like to thank... For everything that you've done for this podcast, Pinjamin. Pinjamin. I assume that's how you pronounce it. And if it's not, so As opposed it. to Pinjamin, which is what I do when I go on Instagram and buy a heap more pins to put on my lapel. To be fair, every time you buy a pin, you do An jam. angel it. gets his pins. Wings? <laughs> and I'm the angel. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the angel and the pin buyer. Yep. Then who's Pinjamin? One of our patrons, thank you for your support. You are a decent person. I believe in you, Pinjamin. I believe in you specifically. Hashtag protect Pinjamin. Listen, Pinjamin's going through a lot right now, and if we can't band together to help Pinjamin, what's the world come yeah, to? Yeah, what are we doing as a society if Pinjamin is out there on the streets, starving, looking in at a big roast goose in the window, and we turn our backs on him? Licking, no. Licking the ground like a common slug. He's just stuck there being like... Wishing it oh. were a candy cane. A, and ca- a candied cane. Unfortunately, it's just a rusty bucket. And that's his dinner. Or her dinner? I'm not sure. Their dinner? Even so. One's dinner. No, Pinjamin's dinner. Sorry, Pinjamin's dinner. A rusty bucket the on the royal ground. royal one. I love how it went from thank you, Pinjamin, to you homeless slug. And in conclusion, thank you, Pinjamin. Don't get salted. <laughs> Nick. Yes. Bubblegum Crisis. Yes. Tokyo 24. I wonder if we can. I can find any production notes for this. I say now, as we've started to record. Well, to be fair, we've never thought about no. Bubblegum Crisis 2040, 2040. As, as like a, a, a production of repute. We've just thought of it as a thing from my childhood that doesn't really exist, even though we're watching it. You know, that, you know, sometimes you think about things and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that was back then. But it doesn't really exist in your mind, you know? Nope. What do you mean? Speak well, on that. Well, like, 
I think about Samurai Champloo. And I've watched Samurai Champloo recently. A thing Champloo that came recently. out when we were in like year nine. Yeah. And in my head, it doesn't really exist, even though I could go watch it. And I have watched it more recently, but I'm like, oh, But on Crisis Liner Notes. <gasps> yeah, I know, these are from um, non-Tokyo 2040. Uh, some gut. It's just like, oh, I'm really into Bubblegum Crisis 2040. I'll make the production notes myself. What? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm going to find out what production went into it and make notes of it. I mean, that's kind of what our podcast is, right? We do not do research on this podcast. We used to. Well, I mean, very vaguely. I had, like, distinct research documents for every episode up until, like, the end of part two. That's true. But then what happened, Liam? I got lazy. Oh, Liam. You succumbed. You succumbed. You lingered. I mean, <laughs> we're not doing that, but that, that does go through my head a lot. Especially when my partner sends me TikToks. I know, it's really bad. If no one knows what <laughs> that is... This is an Auntie Donna um, segment from their podcast that they put on their YouTube account. The uh, South African Sam's return. Talk about TikTok. Oh my God. The algorithm. It's too real. Anyway, um, check that out. Uh, check out Auntie Donna, Australian sketch comedy group. Classic. Classic boys. TV show available on Netflix.com and a wealth of more content on their YouTube account. Mm, I would recommend the latter over the former. But Fair. the former is a good break-in. Yes. 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 There are no producer notes <laughs> on a quick Google for this program. So that means we can make it all up. So this guy, his name was... Jojo's World, your preeminent source for production information about Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040. His name was James Miura. He was the guy who thought up the idea of the hard suit. It's probably worth looking up who did make this. Well, Bubblegum Crisis 2040. But that's a story for another time. Nick, the yes. year is 2040. <gasps> the day is like a day later than last episode. Oh my god. And... Leon, the AD policeman, is getting yelled at by his boss. Uh, Daly is also there, but he's not getting yelled at, even <laughs> though they're always together. <laughs> There's literally a scene where they're not... Actually, no, that's not true. There is one scene where they're not together. Every other scene, they're the best of buds. So, um... <laughs> yeah, the boss is like, What the hell, Leon? I mean, Daly's right there. <laughs> we need an explanation. How did you... And we see footage from last time of the Night Sabres destroying the Mad Boomer. Uh, we see Lina there being like... Lina. Ah! Sorry, Lena being there like, oh my God. And uh, we hear his, uh, the recording of Leon's voice over the radio being like, an illegally armoured group has disrupted my handling of the Boomer. Over. And he's like, what the fuck? What do you mean over? Do something about it. We need action in this department, not some fucking illegally done... Gr oh, come on. Daly's doing the uh, Evangelion Gendo Ikari pose. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's like, uh, why don't you consider methods of controlling the Night Sabers, boss? And, and the, the boss, boss is like, like, well, the normal police should handle them. We're they're, not like, they're not boomers. We're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You don't have to deal with them. The Night Sabers deal with them. They're and the good guys. They speculate a bit about the nature of the Night Sabers. Like, we won't linger on it too much because... Nick's smiling at me because I use the word linger. Um, because we know what they are, but they're like, uh, you know, maybe, then maybe they're not boomers, but their suits are so small. Um, like they're so mobile. So much more mobile than our huge K suits, which we see one of later, which are basically like Gundams or um, or like not... Like tanks Like the non-main character Gundams from Gundams, the ones that are basically mobile tanks. Yeah, the ones that are artillery units. Yeah. That are like, oh, a whole society lives in those. Mm. Maybe? Question? Not that big. Okay, like four people. But, you know, yeah. like, that's enough. 
Or like the size from of the um the grunt mechs from uh, Code Geass Lelouch of the Rebellion. Or the size of <laughs> uh, like a powered armor exoskeleton you might get into in like a first person shooter. Yes, yes. Or like Or to get to fight the alien queen. Or the final boss, the Shagohod in Metal Gear Solid mm, 3. Smaller than that. Well, yeah, smaller, but like the same idea where it's like a big tank and then a guy on the top. But the guy on the top is just more of the same tank. Yeah, but also it's got legs. Unlike the Shaco Hunt. Wait, does that have legs? I thought it just had trunks. I'm pretty sure it had legs. Oh, never mind then. All right. But time will tell. Anyway, um, yeah, so Leon and Daly get scolded. Uh, well, not Daly, just Leon. Yeah. Leon, <laughs> everyone loves Daly. <laughs> Everyone's like, that he's guy? so well dressed. He he's... wears his glasses into uh, high pressure combat situations. <laughs> you know, he's always just so. He has that, like, cream jacket. I mean, that. Oh. That's all the rage. Leon uh, correctly deduces that the boss is getting pressure from above about the Mad Boomer situation mm. and gets yelled at again. Episode two, Fragile. Another Fragile. <laughs> Death Stranding. We love Death Stranding here at JoJo's World. Do we? We love walking from Lake Knot City to... That guy's house? Yep, to the... Preacher. the um, the mechanic, the elder, the elder, only to find that he has passed away because we didn't bring him his heart medicine in time. Mm, classic. Fragile is a Sting song, ah. written and performed by Sting from his <laughs> second studio album, Nothing Like the Sun. <laughs> what? Nothing Like the Sun, as an S U N, with an ellipsis leading into it. But what? What does that mean? It's like nothing like the sun, S U N, not nothing like yeah, the yeah. sun, S O N. Because that would make more sense, because then it'd be like, oh, like God or some shit. Album title. The title comes from Shakespeare's sonnet number 130. Oh. My mistress's eyes are nothing like the sun, which Sting used in the song Sister Moon. He added that his inspiration for this was a close encounter with a drunk, in which Sting quoted the sonnet in response to the drunk's importunate query, how beautiful is the moon? Okay, Sting, just cool it a bit, right? <laughs> yeah, what... So, okay, so he met a drunkard who was like, and he was just like, oh, that's a good idea for a song. I think that was a terrible impression of a drunkard that we've never met. I'm sorry. I haven't, look, I can't do an impression Nick, of a He person. could be a drunkard, but he could be very articulate. That's true. He could be like, he could be like, this is democracy manifest. <laughs> a meal, a succulent Chinese meal. I don't think that guy was drunk, was he? He was he was falsely identified as a Dine and Dasher. That was that thing, right? Was he? Yeah. I have no idea on the context of that meme. I'm pretty sure that's it. Just understand, the only bit of that meme I know, and not even the Democracy Manifest <laughs> bit, just the succulent Chinese meal, I had to get told the other day. Yeah, I was pretty late to the game on this one too, actually. Yeah. But um, I, I was so excited to see recently there was a um, an ABC News um, like article repost to Twitter from mm. their Twitter account. As you do. Um about um, a serial diner and dasher being caught in Adelaide. And I was very pleased to see when I clicked through that all of the comments were just people typing things like, this is democracy manifest. <laughs> yes! Go the internet. You understand what we want. <laughs> Leon and Daly are gonna go get some coffee and continue speculating about the Nightsabers. I suppose they're like the Guardian Angels, a private force which protected the New York subways a long time ago, which I believe appear in Russian Dolls Season 2. I had not heard of them prior to that. Oh, neither did I. But there's a difference, you know. The Nightsabers only target boomers. They don't get involved with human crimes at all. And then Leon very angrily hits the coffee machine such that... The coffee breaker. Sorry, the coffee... the name of the machine. (laughs) Slams into it, 
hits the button with his fist, and then a little yeah. cup comes it's out. Like, well, maybe they're testing out like experimental weapons from a militia group or something. Hmm. Mm. Who knows? It's impossible to tell. It's just speculation at this point. It's all conjecture. And Leon's like, I'll never, ever accept their existence. <laughs> exact quote. Uh, is he talking about the Nightsabers or Boomers? The Nightsabers. Okay, good. All right. Uh, and then one of our very own Nightsabers, Nene, shows up. And, and she's like, all like, hey, Leon-chan. She How keeps calling doing? him that and he hates it. That's their, their running bit. That's their only defining kind of relationship at this point. Yep. And he's like, why do you call me that? And she's like, it's funny. It's a term of endearment. And Daly's like, ha yes. And Leon's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Don't take her side. And then when he... Uh, Looks back, she's like gone. She's going around the corner being like, oh, he's so scary. <laughs> she's skipping away. Yep. Meanwhile, at her office, Lena is looking into the night savers. And she's like, but there's nothing here about the mad boomer. She has a like trauma flashback to the mad boomer attack. Uh, there's Pris and she's all like, we don't need to recount. Join. It's just playing footage from last episode. We really don't need to recount it. Yep. And then cubicle mate, unnamed Tokyo office worker, mm-hmm. is like, hey, they're calling you. And the middle management boomer there is like, hey, Please don't read news websites while you're at work. This will be considered in the allocation of demerits. And then Lena's like, well, you could have told me earlier. Maybe I can do my, uh, uh, maybe I'll do a boomer voice. Okay, 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 okay. Hit me. What I'm trying to channel is like the um, almost but not quite um, computer voice that you get on like a um, automated phone line. Yep, I'm with yep. you. Where's my line? <laughs> Line. <laughs> you should not access news sites while you're working. It will be considered in the giving of demerits. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. She does sound more human than that, which is... <laughs> That's just... They make these boomers so sophisticated, you know? <laughs> it's almost like they're human. It's almost like they're alive. Don't, mm. don't call Let's them. not think into that any yeah, further. No. Um, so... Yeah, after that, we then cut to... The Silky Doll. The Silky Doll. So it's not a lingerie shop. It's just it's a dre- it's a women's clothing shop uh, where, the, where uh, Cilia, the proprietor, often pushes risque outfits onto the clientele. Mm. It's almost as though she wants to uh, show people that they're beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this customer is like, oh, it's a bit daring for me. No, no, you've got a great figure. Try it on now. Oh, oh, Pris is here, the member of my secret high-tech paramilitary group. I'll just usher you into the change room and I'll speak to her. Go, go on, wear this thing. But I don't... Shh, you'll look beautiful. What is it, Pris? She's just get there to get paid for last night's boomer crashing. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, I haven't paid you yet, have I? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh labour laws. You really should wear some of the clothing I suggest for you, Pris, and your hair. Oh. And Pris so, is this is like Cilia's thing. Like, she's... She's always just like talking to people about their figure. Yeah, and Pris is just like, give me my damn money. Yeah. Let me wear my cargo pants and shirts, you damn jag. Let me let me play my cool punk rock. Pris is concerned that Nene's not performing well enough as a nightsaver. Mm. And also inquires as to whether they can make another hard suit. Do you have someone in mind? Mm, no. <laughs> I would never have a person in mind. I would never think about this woman that I've encountered twice. <laughs> Have you ever encountered someone twice and been like, I wish I could fight with you? I mean, I guess I guess their last encounter where she's like, hey, I know you're a member of a secret paramilitary group was Telling. significant. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that stick in your mind. Yeah, that'll that'll stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she drives away and has a flashback. Yeah, Meanwhile, she's thinking about her a lot. Uh, Lena continues her hacker adventures mm-hmm. by um, waiting until sleazy co-worker leaves his cubicle to go on another office date Ugh. Uh, with the name of that woman was 
Keiko Yamaguchi. Ooh. She's not a character we've ever seen before. Will we see her again? I'm very intrigued by this OS. What do you mean? It's a blue screen. Yeah. And there's tabs at the bottom. Yeah, it's it's got open. Uh-huh. Data bank. Uh-huh. It's partially cut off by the subtitles, so that's why I'm a bit unsure. Sales, but not like sales, like sales on a ship. Uh-huh. Something. Sales etu. Uh, net phone, navi, and net meeting. What's wrong with that? It's just it's just natural tabs. <laughs> it's it's just like a computer. Yep, it's just like a computer. <laughs> Uh, so obviously office co-worker is very awkward around Lena and she's like, so who's your date tonight? And Real like, like closed eyes, needlessly cheery, just like totally weirding him out. And he's like, it's none of your damn I'm, business. I'm going to go away from you now because you hit me and also I'm a coward. And uh, she's all like, yeah, <laughs> blackmail. Use your computer to hack into the night savers. So she does. Yep. And we get we fly through the CGI internet of tubes. It's like Tron. It's like the Digimon movie. Oh, with the event horizon being the uh, the uh, the go go on uh, the uh, (laughs) destination in the internet. I meant to say perspective, but now I I can't really take it back. Nana's at her job playing Star Fox. Yes, accurate lilac wars in this day and age. She's got one of those mouse ball things we were talking about last time. Yeah, I know. That's what I was... Th- wasn't I saying that last no, time? No, I was. You were saying you didn't know what they are. What, mouse balls? Yeah. Well, no, I knew what they were. Did I? I can't remember. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but they're not big. They're like small balls. And she gets pinged about Lena's hacking attempt. And she's like, ah, but I counter hack this. Can't hack into the can't have anyone a hacking into the AD police server and mm. b looking into the night sabers. So she takes out one of her anime floppy disks. We yep. love to see an anime floppy disk. Oh yeah, uh, and plugs it in, and as a result, like blood drips down Lena's computer screen, and a scary face is like nobody who has investigated the night sabers has ever survived. <laughs> and Lena's like, oh my, oh, god. my god, scary computers. And somehow she also accesses the video feed to see who was uh, looking into the server as well. So she knows what Lena looks like. And uh, she immediately is like, is that girl? Yeah, for that we saved yesterday. Meanwhile, Celia is having a nice swim in her aquarium. Well, it's not the aquarium. It's just another pool. Okay. A lot of bodies of water in this shop. Yeah. It's just like an aquarium. Mm -hmm. Um, Alfred then shows up. Her butler, uh, who looks and acts just like Alfred from... From, from Batman. Batman. I almost said from Star Wars. Batman, comma, V. Yep. Uh, he's all like, Are you planning to add another member to the Nightsavers? And she's all like, Not really. So he's all like, Maybe don't add too many too quickly. And she's like, mm, I'm fine. And he's like, he's, She's like, I could do it. And he's like, mm. And she's like, But someone wouldn't want that. Ooh. Is that someone him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I was just checking it wasn't like... More on that later. Her dead father or something. Oh. Unless the butler is... Nick, how did you know she had a dead father? It's it's anime. Yeah. Like what? Like what? Every anime has a dead father yep. character and this is ours. Uh, she goes into her secret computer bunker. I'm not sure where this is. Uh, that's... Is this the car she was driving last time? No. It could be a second room. And she's got a, she's got a leaked voicemail. Uh, where someone, we're not sure, is like, Tower personnel are aware that mad boomer incidents are increasing. There's a leak from the lab saying that it might be transmittable, but Tower personnel are also spreading a counterclaim that boomers are safe. I wonder how you you spread that counterclaim. Hey, 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 
Hey, I'm, I'm here from the tower. Uh-huh. Did you know that boomers are safe? S- safe? My boomers are safe shirt is uh, raising <laughs> a lot of questions that the shirt answers. But but I heard that a boomer destroyed a tower yesterday. Is no, that... no, no, no. No? Oh, okay. All right. Then. <laughs> boomers are safe. Oh. That's why we have the AD police. <laughs> you just point at your shirt. You're like, boomers are safe. Mm-hmm. Celia is so angry that they're spreading a claim that boomers are safe. That she smashes her computer screen with her fist. And it's like, boomers are safe? Don't be absurd. Boomers are friends to humans. And the uh, boomer quote of the week is, <laughs> boomers, what disgusting monsters they are. <laughs> this anime has aged like fine wine, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, in the tower... Uh, Alan's tower. Alan, uh, yep. who Nick has... His name's Chairman Rosenkrantz no, or something no, like no, that. No, that's Nick has dubbed him Alan. Yep, the God King Emperor yep. of Snakes. Uh, yep. Is talking to Mason, his other corporate stooge. <laughs> Just some fucking like, guy. I like boomers. You could say I love them. <laughs> they bear all of humanity's burdens. So they oh, don't oh, have oh, to. Oh. Anyway, he goes on for a while and is like, Mason is concerned that the demand for boomers is decreasing because they built too many in the... And um, the reconstruction yeah. of Tokyo. Mm. So that's why they've uh, they've advanced the Shoham project, which, as we learned last time, was for space energy. Mm-hmm. So they're going to use that to control the world's energy industry. And for that, they need more boomers yeah. to work everything. And Alan, no, they just need more corporate money. That's why they're doing. No, this. no, but I mean, like, they want more boomers to build more stuff, so they make more money, right? Because they're making the big space elevator thing. Yeah. yeah, and they need people to work, but they're not going to get people to work. That's that's barbaric. So they're going to get the boomers to work. They've already got the boomers. They, they make they the boomers. To, yeah, but they need to sell the boomers. So they need the work to sell the boomers. I think you're overthinking this. It's market manipulation at its finest, Liam. It's anime. Anyway, they talk for a while about how this guy's super old and like hooked up to the Iron Throne or whatever. Um, what's the fucking thing called? Which one? The, the Warhammer one. The God King Emperor of Man's Golden Throne. Yeah. That he sits upon and being kept alive by the eldritch energies of the chaos gods and man's hubris. Where he sits gilded forevermore upon the throne in terror, guarded by Rogel Dawn himself, the greatest siege master of all of mankind. Yeah. As Horus himself broke through, he failed to slay the emperor because of the sacrifice of Sanguinius himself. And then you've got fucking Roberto Gorman just okay, coming so in. Is Sanguinius a vampire? Uh, he's... Okay, look. He, I've never met a guy in fiction called Sanguinius who's not a vampire. So the thing is, he does... He's like the, the big head honcho of the blood angels. Are they vampires? They love... They have like a like a tear of blood. Nick, I feel like this should be a yes or no question. Not technically, no. But... They do have a tear of blood because Sanguinius was fucking beautiful. Was he called Sanguinius before they were the Blood Angels? Yes. Why was he called that? Because he was fucking beautiful. Was he sanguine? Was that one of his humours? Yes. Literally, that was one of his things, so... But he was the most beautiful one and he sacrificed himself. And now they're like, we're very sad because Sanguinius was the most beautiful one. And now he's dead. Okay. So Alan is like... Okay. But the point of all this is that the God of King Emperor of Man is like Alan... Yeah. In that he's being kept alive by machines. And he's got a text-to-speech device. Exactly. Well, yes. Uh, but his throne, Alan's throne, like, comes way back with all this machinery and stuff yeah. that plugs into him. Yeah, he's got all these, like, little, um, little ne- electrode needles going into his face. A lot of, it, like, HR Geiger tubes yeah. in the back. 
He's like, I don't think I'd care to... And his mouth doesn't move when he talks. Uh, Just like the God King Emperor of Man. I don't think I'd care to be like this forever. Why do you think I paid so much for the rights to boomer technology? What are our favourite pieces of boomer technology? Obviously the fax machine. I like the toaster. The I feel like that, that, that transcends generations. <laughs> I'm talking speci- Hang on a I'm minute. talking specific boomers. I'm talking floppy disks. I'm talking fax machines. Um, um, are you talking about technology in this show? No, I'm talking, okay. I'm talking baby boomers. Uh, well, I mean, I like the car. The car's pretty decent. Car, I like car predates the boomers. I like trains more. Them, as does the train. Uh, I, I feel like, like you're missing the point of this assignment, Nick. Microwaves? Yeah, I'll pay that. Okay, microwaves are good. I can nuke things. That's a very boomer thing yep, to do. They, they love to be afraid of nuclear war. Um, I like... Uh, I actually don't know any other technology from the boomer era that's relevant here. Those computers with um, black screens and green text. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I guess that's pretty boomer. Is that a boomer tech? Sure. Okay. I like the Enigma code. That's pretty cool. What's that? That's the, that's I like the, the Zodiac Killer's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Zodiac Killer. He was my favourite boomer because he brought the wrath. I like Final Fantasy Zodiac Age. Uh, that's more of a Zoomer thing. Okay, so Mason leaves. He goes out a huge, like, church door. You know that it's the bad guy yeah. when they have a door It's a real, that like, like, an open door to boss battle door. Yeah, I'm just waiting for when you have a Doc Ock sequence where Alan's throne turns into... It's like, my throne has been augmented with Boomer technology, Mason. And it becomes, like, a big octopus that he, like, rises yeah. up with and then he walks through the door and mm-hmm. he's like, What's wrong? Are those hard suits not good enough? Boomer technology! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did gridiron in college. <laughs> in this throne. <laughs> I was always this old. <laughs> I have seven degrees, you pieces of shit. Uh, Pris and her band are rehearsing. They're singing a song and then they come outside and Lena's there. <gasps> and uh, the, the moment that... Uh, so they have a conversation about like Lena wanting to be a night saver. But mm-hmm. uh, while they're talking, like all the other male bandmates are coming out. Oh, they're like, this. oh, a fan. Uh, Pris is more popular among women than men. <laughs> That's, That's why, why we, we can't, can't make it big. big. And then as they're walking off and um, the, like the actual conversation resumes, one of them just says, we can't laugh. <laughs> just so sad. <laughs> so beautifully, needlessly sad. <laughs> It's like us being like, uh, I guess we're more popular with nerds than with like most modern audiences. <laughs> we can't laugh. No, that's no, not, no, no. no. We, Life yeah. is truly depressing. Yeah, I mean, capitalism just breaks mm. it all down, and you know, we I could barely afford like a car. I don't know if I can afford kids in this day and age. We can't laugh. We can't. <laughs> yeah, but we laugh. It hides the pain. Yep. And then Pris talks about being a mecca. Does she? Well, she's all like, you could never join us. Well, she's just, she's just making fun of Lena. She's like, oh, oh, you came here to argue with me, did you? You're making fun of me, aren't you? Because I'm from the countryside. Oh, you're going to cry again? <laughs> she's like, no, I want to join. I want to be one of the champions of justice. Oh, such trite copy. <laughs> anyway, I'm out of here, she says. And the band are like, what? The fuck? We have, we have to practice the mm-hmm. new song. Pris drives off. Lena pursues on the scooter that she uh, spent her first was, paycheck on. Yep. Imagine uh, a future where you can afford a scooter wow. on one paycheck. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, it was used and uh, it's clearly not very good. Yeah, it's pretty shit. Um, she gets the impression that Pris is testing her because whenever she rounds a corner, she can just see Pris going around the next corner. Mm. Uh, and eventually the scooter's wheel gives out, but she still manages to pursue her to the silky doll. <gasps> the silky doll? Yep. Just in time to see Cilia and Pris enter the changing room together. Oh. 
Um, at one point, I think Lena is like, is this a test? Yeah, yeah. Is Pris testing me? Uh, so she sneaks into the silky doll. She's like, wow, an aquarium. It's just like an aquarium. <laughs> this aquarium. It's so much like an aquarium. I'm pretty sure there was a swordfish swimming around. I think that was one. the next episode. Sorry. But yeah, There's we do see what ray. appears to be a huge swordfish or, or backwards going stingray. Just ridiculous. We only see the silhouette. That's why we're not sure. Yeah. She walks into the, um, the, she follows them into the change room. She's like, I'm not sure if you're doing anything in there, but I'm coming in. Uh, it's huge. It's empty. I did be like, wow, that's a big change room. Cause I got fooled for a second by the mirror on the far wall. And we were both like, it's the illusion of yeah, a yeah. second room in there. It's mm. like, there's a whole other room. In th- yeah. It is still a pretty big change room though. Yeah. For it's a like change room. There's like is, a whole couch in there. There is an entire, oh wow. There is actually an entire couch and a table. Mm. Wow. Wow, that is a sizable room. And if we if we refer to the co- other corner of the room that we can't see in the reflection here, there appears to be a wardrobe in there too. Oh my god! So what we're getting at is it's definitely a change, but it's a wide angle lens. Definitely know? a high end women's clothing store. Yeah, the perspective is all skewed, mm. but maybe it's a very small couch. The mirror opens up to reveal an elevator <gasps> on the wall. She's shocked, but she goes in. She's like, "I guess this is the Night Saber's base." And then. She goes way down. Goes way down. The magic elevator hidden by the And for the first time, all four of our protagonists are together. (gasps) Hooray! We've got Nene. She's there in her hard suit being like, look at my hard suit. I had some adjustments made to it. Isn't it wonderful? Yep. And then she just spends the rest of the scene being like, stop making fun of me, Pris. Pris is there being all like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so aloof. I like that. And then Silly is there being like, I'm the leader. I'm mysterious. And uh, Lena's there being like, what the I want fuck? to be a nightsaver. And they're like, well, there's only one way to find out if you can be a bloody nightsaver, isn't there? You have a good face. I like girls like you, Sylvia says. Sylvia is all about... She, she comes on strong. She's just like, I like physicality. I think I understand why Pris wants you to join the team. And Pris is like, hey, I didn't say that. I never said it. And she's like, you didn't have to. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking so much about, like, with this scene, so much about my after we watched um, the first episode the other week, uh, after we finished it, my partner said, man, this show's really gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, if the next episode is anything to go by, it's not gay so much as sexually free. <laughs> and man, life is better because of it. So Lena really wants to be a night saver. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to just be an employee in an office. And that was a vibe. <laughs> we both were like, mm. <laughs> we can't laugh. She gives them more of her hometown backstory that we've heard a few times. And she's like, we don't have a hard suit you can try on because they have to be tailor-made. But we do have this VR chair uh, that you can give it a go in. You get the feeling of what yeah. it's like And they've to pre-recorded Pris's, one of Pris's last battles. Uh, and they play it in front of her eyes in VR. I thought it was like in her mind. It's unclear. Yeah. Uh, and the chair like makes her do the movements. Because mm. she's strapped in and it's got like gyros. Uh, and servos. Uh, sure. Yeah. Right? No. Why not? So, okay. So at one point, they're doing flips. That's got to have gyros. No, that's not gyros, Liam. That's not gyros. No, gyros. Gyro. Gyro. It's a sort of like Greek sandwich or wrap or something. Now that it might have. <laughs> In the arms, what have you got? Two gyros. <laughs> Anyone from Greece will just be like, you're butchering it. Well, we've butchered just about everyone else by this point. Look, we're getting into the, the smaller minorities I think a lot now. about the time you were doing a particularly bad uh, Cockney accent for us, and you said the word taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really bad? There's a guy at work who is actually British. Like, he has a Cockney Whoa, accent. Whoa, what? Right? It's real. And every time I hear it, I can only laugh. 
It's like, it's that level of like, all right, you cockney geezer, go on then. And I'm like, I can't, I can't take it seriously. I literally, there's no way. If I was watching Peaky Blinders, I'd be laughing in every scene, you know? They're all like, oi, you Irish mob's here, mate. Are you having a fucking go at him? And I'd be like, having a go, you fucking dog. Like, that'd be it. I'd be gone. Right. Anyway, there's no point to this yeah. story. So I just wanted to in the recording, um, yeah. basically, while this is happening in this particular battle for a while, um, recorded Pris and Nene hang back for a while, mm-hmm. watching the AD police have a crack at this mad boomer. As you do. They roll out their K-suit, and Nene's like, oh, Mr. Daruma coming out. Daruma. Which is one of those red dolls that they paint. Oh. Reference really? to its, its general, like, bulky shape, I guess. It's hollow, round, Japanese traditional doll modelled... After what the hell is that word? Bodhidharma, the founder of the Zen tradition of Buddhism. Oh, did not know that. Bodhidharma. I wish I could be. So the K suit fires off some rounds from its huge machine gun. It's like, good, we got it. Go in there. Go in there and be instantly destroyed by its <laughs> its tendrils. I don't know why they ordered him to walk yeah. into. Now just keep walking into the boomer and uh, figure it out. Look, you've got firearms, you've got tank shells, yeah. but to be yeah. honest, just walk on. Like in. metal tendrils, like pick up the K suit and throw it like a ragdoll. And then we hear over the radio, all right, come on, Pris, no time to be messing around. Yeah, your battery's getting open. low. Come on, go for it. And she's all like, I'm in. Does a heap of forward flips for no reason. Does a heap of backward flips for no reason. Punches it with her explosive fists and then eventually, and like we cut between the recording of Pris doing this and then Lena running in place. And I unfortunately looked over at Liam and said, Liam, I hate to admit it. it it's actually fucking rad as shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, God damn it, it's She good. punches it uh, a f- few times and like Lena's got her tears coming out of her eyes and then reaches in and pulls out its very human looking heart and crushes it in her fist. And that's how you kill a boomer. That's how you get your health back. Time up and uh, yeah, yeah. Nick was like, oh, it's Metal Gear, Solid, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. <laughs> uh, and then Lena falls out of the chair and is like, oh my God, that was incredible. And I was like, she's not going to join. But she will join. She will. She did. And then that's the end of that episode. Yep. And then we roll straight on into episode three. Keep me hanging on. Yeah. That's... Not purple fudge. Velvet fudge? What the fuck? (laughs) Velvet fudge? (laughs) Oh, vanilla fudge. Vanilla fudge. That's what it is. Yeah. Have you never... Have I never shown you this video of the bassist guy? There's a live performance of Vanilla Fudge playing this song Purple Fudge that my dad showed me where the bassist at the start, they do like a little jam. When you said Purple Fudge, my guess for who you were trying to talk about was Velvet Underground. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Velvet Underground can be whoever they want to be. No, it's like the, there's this live performance. I have no idea where it's from, but it's like it starts and the bassist is like, he starts kind of normal mm-hmm. and then he just... Turns into a fucking lunatic with his face And he just like throws Nick, Nick his face is flailing wildly. If I can find it, I will show it to you after this episode because it is legendary. So the original version was by the Supremes. There's also a Kim Wilde cover and a few others. Ah, it's a good song. Or is it? Sure. Oh, okay. Vanilla fudge. Delicious. It's one of my favorite kinds of fudge. Mm. I would say it's the only fudge I would choose to eat if I could. But that's because I'm a big fan of vanilla. Which, which, correct opinion. The song's signature guitar part is said to have originated from a Morse code-like radio sound effect, typically used before a news announcement. What? How does that work? You know, like that, uh, breaking news. The guitar riff came from that. Apparently. What? That's weird. Okay. Reception. People like the song. Okay, in this episode, Pris has gone to see Nigel, the mechanic. Nigel. Very Japanese name. (laughs) 
Why is everyone's names like very Western? Yeah. Celia. Uh, it's 2040, Nick. It's Nene. a cosmopolitan society. That's true. It's all homogenized. I believe her full name is Nene Romanova. Oh, okay. Like Russian or something. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, fair enough then. But she's very Japanese. Yeah, with her blonde hair and. <laughs> <laughs> There's that usage of. Chan. Yep. Oh, what if that's just a genuine mistake on her part? Anyway, goes to see Nigel. Yeah. She's like, oh, my, my bike's acting up a bit. I think I've revved the engine too high. It's Nigel's... fine at high res revolutions, but when it's low, it becomes unstable. Nigel is like, hmm. Mm. He doesn't talk much, does Nigel? No. He's a man of few words. He's just like a guy. He's like, a, he's got stubble. He's got a ponytail. Uh, he wears like a jumpsuit. Classic mechanic. Hmm. He opens up the bike. And uh, Pris is all like, mm. we need a new suit. And he's all like, mm. Mm. Then he... I'll be there later. He adjusts one thing and then puts the case back on, revs the bike, and it's stable. Meanwhile, at AD Police Headquarters, Nene is working her day job as a phone dispatcher when Leon comes to see her. They banter a bit about her calling him Leon-chan. She He steals her red-hot snack. <laughs> uh, she, she starts to cry until he gives it back. And it's like, don't call me Chan. And she's all like, but Leon Chan... No! And eventually she gets it back and he's like, hey, I want to look at the Nightsabers in the archives. She spends the rest of the scene with an angry face. Um, and she's like, oh, the Nightsabers, huh? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to see with the Nightsabers. And yeah, and then he... Yeah, so he pushed... Oh, God. He literally she, goes... She pulls up some video archive and she's like, uh, oh, whenever the Nightsabers show up, it gets garbled. And then he leaves and then she like adjusts a dial and it's, it's crystal clear video. Yeah. He pulls a, that can't be right. The archives must be incomplete. Yeah. Let's go ask some eight-year-olds about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the AD police. Nothing could possibly go wrong now. Leon Chan, there are too many boomers. Whatever will we do? We'll kill the children. <laughs> Uh, so Lena is having a flashback yep, to, and staring at her hands to the previous episode's sicked, sicked, wicked fight scene yep, and the heart crushing. And, and her then, cubicle neighbor is like, "Why are you staring at your hands?" And she's like, "Don't you think it's just such a shame?" Oh, to my be hands typing, are so beautiful. But these <laughs> elegant, beautiful fingers. I mean, you know. I love and yeah. So we can only see like the top half of the cubicle mate's face. I love how judgmental it she is. She says, "Keep dreaming," and slowly lowers her face. <laughs> We can't laugh. <laughs> it's true, we can't. Uh, and then she's all like... She's concerned if she has a, if she's up to the job. Yeah, she's like, can I do it? Can I can be I, a night saber? Can I uphold justice? Can I win the fight against boomers? Meanwhile, at the Silky Doll, um, Nigel. Nigel has come to build the new hard suit. And Celia is like, oh, Nigel. Nigel. You're here. Mm. Oh, I'll meet you downstairs. Yeah. Go, she says, go down to the pit and wait. And he does. And then he's there getting set up and she comes in wearing a very different outfit to what she was just wearing. She's wearing like a standard office attire, essentially, which is like a, a blue skirt and like yellowish jacket. Mm -hmm. And then she goes downstairs and she's like wearing this, this like red fuck me dress. <laughs> it's, it's wildly inappropriate, Liam, but very accurate. Yeah. Very accurate. Basically, it's like low cut down to the belly button with like black straps in between. Yep. And it goes down to like... The floor. No, the opposite of the oh, floor. Yeah. It goes She's down like to... halfway down her butt. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you can see everything. On the grass. On the grass. And Nigel's just looking at her like, hmm. I'm here to... Look, I'm here to make suits and fuck women and I'm all out of women. And she's like, well, I'm a woman. And he's like, 
Ah, this is the new girl, Lena. <laughs> I'll make her hard suit. I've got some things in mind for this design. Can I try some new tricks out with it? And he's, she's like, do whatever you want. And she's taking this big, he's taking this big core out of this briefcase. It looks a bit like a spine. Yeah, a it's big like, metal spine. But it, it has a fist on the end of it. But it's like, it's, it's like very, very rudimentary mm. compared to the suits we see. And he plugs it into this big pile of metal. And like Celia's uplo- uploads the breath. schematic. Celia's just like, oh, he's uploading the schematic. She says, the core's been removed, right? And he's like, yes. Of course. And they pull out another core. Mm-hmm. This was going to be a backup for Pris, but in case, if you need it for this new suit, that's fine. Uh, so and they put the core in. in and like the computer readout flashes and the huge bulky metal suit shrinks, recolors and transforms into uh, Lena's new hard suit, which is green, very form-fitting, and has, like, these two long um, cables coming off the head or neck. I have so many questions about this scene. Yeah, go on. It was all metal, right? Yeah. It wasn't, like, some weird plastic that they just melted down. It was all metal. Yep, so it was all metal. How the fuck? Like, I guess it's 2040. Mm -hmm. It's 2040. They put the core in, Nick. (laughs) You put the core in, you get the suit out. Yeah. Okay? That's how this works in the you future. You will get some answers on this. Okay, all right. I hope Eventually. so. Eventually. We're going to remorph the suit. How do we do that? By building a new suit. <laughs> how do we build it? We get the core, put it in the suit. Right, but how does that work? With the core. You use the core. The core makes the suit. The core makes the suit. Okay, but what if I... What about remorphing it? Well, then you build a new suit. But what about the core? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what I'm expecting. Nana and Lena go out to a cafe to talk about being night sabers. And a jerk happens. A jerk happens? Yeah. Oh, Nene's got a huge parfait. Yep. And she's all like, you know, I don't just work from the back lines. I like getting into my... It's like, how did you get recruited? Oh, I was... I I caught Cilia hacking into the Ganem servers and Mm. she liked my moxie. No, no, the AD police servers. Mm. Looking up those sick boomers. No, it was the Ganem server. It's the Ganem server? Yeah. Oh, wow. Looking up those sick boomers. (laughs) Mad fucking boomers. And then she uh, joined in. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. So then, like, on the other side of the room, there's a waitress boomer who basically, as far as I can tell from the way she moved, because she was only half in frame here, Mm -hmm. from the way she moved, this guy basically kicked her. Yeah. Yeah. Drops all the coffee on his, like, jacket and is like, hey, what are you going to do about my jacket? Yeah, like, like the the guy in the $10,000 suit's going to clean his own jacket. Come on! Come on! (laughs) Lick it clean, boomer. And the boomer's like, okay. Meanwhile, our protagonists are like, oh, I can't stand men who can only get off by abusing boomers. <laughs> They're not going to think very kindly of me. <laughs> um, so she, the waitress boomer is all like, I'll lick it clean for you. Licking up off the ground and Lena's all like, off the, like the hem of his pants. Yeah. And uh, Lena stands up and is like, that's enough. You've had your fun, you sick pervert. I've got the quotes here. Excuse me, but that's enough, you pervert. And he's like, what did you say? And Nana's like, oh God, she's making a scene. And she says, I wonder if you also educate your girlfriend the same way. And everyone everyone claps. (laughs) Everyone stood up, applauded, and were like, you're doing the right thing. And that boomer's name was Albert Einstein. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is Einstein a boomer? No. Is he? Uh, so he's shamed and leaves. As all anime makes out, the winners are the ones who stand with the machines. Mm-hmm. And the, bo- the the waitress Boomer gets a curious smile on her face when she's been left alone. Yeah, but Boomers don't have emotions. No. So we shouldn't read into that. No. Uh, then uh, Lena and Nene are on a massive bridge. Massive cyberpunk bridge. Huge bridge. I wish we had bridges that tall. Just talking about like, hey, if you're not confident in it, don't, uh, don't take the plunge of being a night saber, but... 
don't also don't think you need to keep up with Pris right away. She's really, really good at it. Mm. And they're like, we'll both do our best. Uh, and then then it's all like, all right, I guess we're like on the same team now. And they shake hands. Well, first, Lena's all like, all right, Nene Chan. She's like, don't call me Nene Chan. Oh, the tables have turned. Uh, uh, who would have seen it coming? And then they shake hands. Meanwhile, Alan is watching the most recent Night Sabers battle on his hard drive. And he's all like, <laughs> we still don't know anything about the Night Sabers. Why don't we leave them alone? They're dealing with the mad boomers for us. No. No, we mustn't. We this must is Mason being like, yeah. no, we must look into them. No, no, you see, my lord. We... Oh my god. Will it be alright if people find out that boomers may not only go mad, but their physical structure can malfunction as well? There, there, Mason. It'll be fine. You see, I've invested so much in the AD police. And also, I lean on the media a lot. As we know from the propaganda. Mm-hmm. The counterclaims? Does anything else happen in this <laughs> um, scene? The, just at the end, like they talk a bit about like how the, the AD police can't really effectively deal with the mad boomers, but they'll figure it out. Um, Eventually. Then he said... He, <laughs> oh yeah, they, they so, say something weird like... Yeah, so I've got the quotes here. So he's talking... Uh, Alan's talking. He says, um, The AD police and the night sabers are dealing with a non-existent threat. Mad boomers and such don't exist. I'm a child. A child is supposed to, supposed to demand what he wants, even if he has to cry to get it. And then Mason says, I understand. And that's the end of the scene. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm a little baby. Oh, oh, does, does Alan want... Daddy, bring me another mad boomer. Oh, does Alan want a mad boomer? Does Alan want a little, little boomer? Does My he... large adult son CEO wants uh, me to suppress the news of the mad boomers. The actual, like, the guy who's like, okay, look. Your your boss. It reminds me of how in all the like recent Yakuza games there have been like adult baby subquests. No, but they're literally getting off on being adult babies. Yeah. Like literally they're in a sex dungeon. And that's what I'm imputing about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a diaper being like, who the fuck are you? Still on his throne though. <laughs> He's got all the tubes coming out yeah. of him, but they're all like milk. Yeah, multicolored tubes, like a like a um like a rat's maze kind of colour. Coding, you know, you know those rats mazes that have like blue and pink. Rats, and... why, why? Because that's the same color as like baby stuff. Okay, you know where it's like a little blue, little pink, little green, little maroon. Oh, babies love colors. They do. They fucking go crazy for it, man. To be fair, most people like colors. Not like me. My whole world's grayscale. Well, babies haven't seen color yet, so it's very exciting for them. Meanwhile, back at that same cafe, <laughs> the maid, the waitress boomer. She's like wearing a maid outfit, essentially. That's why I keep saying maid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a maid cafe, I guess. Oh, that makes sense. It's Japan. Um, is in the back room licking one of the aprons. Is it clean? Is it not clean? It's no not one clean knows. anymore. Yeah. Although, does she have saliva? She is a robot. Mm, boomer saliva. Mm. Mm, that, that Highly makes corrosive <laughs> boomer saliva. <laughs> it really makes you think. Uh, but she can't stop licking. Is that a sign of... Mad Madness? boomerism? Mm, I don't know. I don't know how our boomers uh, interact with the world yet. So. No. Why don't you try logging on to bloody uh, facebook.com? Then you'll see how the bloody the bloody boomers <laughs> interact. <laughs> oh, Got to read some News Corp comment sections. Oh, mate, I'll bloody read all that Rupert bloody Murdoch shit all the bloody time. That was a very in-joke as well, I see. I think so. Is it, is it an in-joke to say that all the news is run by Rupert Murdoch now? No, because it is. Is <laughs> Wasn't there a thing where, like, they, they tried to deflect the bad publicity by running a story that was like, 
Rupert Murdoch had the greatest time of his life with his fifth wife. And everyone was like, that's so sweet. It was like, what? Nene and Lena arrive back at the Silky Doll. They go down to the pit and they see Nigel's jacket. Like, oh, Nigel's here. Your hard suit might be ready. Nigel builds the hard suits, you see. Nigel comes in, he's gruff. Lena's like, nice to meet you. I'm Lena Yamazaki. He and says then, nothing. He says nothing and leaves. Celia comes in, still wearing that red dress, and like pointedly, like is pulling the the uh, sleeve back over her shoulder. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're here now. Yeah. They have a normal. She says, "Well, I'll call you when we need maintenance." They have a normal conversation, just recapping like the hard suit's been built. Mm. But Nana is looking back and forth between Celia and the elevator that Nigel just left in. Like, oh, I see what's going on here. <laughs> you're getting some maintenance too. Yeah. Meanwhile, the mad boomer is still licking the thing and the manager of the cafe is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, Useless the battery crap. must be fucking dead again. Now she's got glowing red eyes. Oh no, she succumbed to waitressism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whomst among us. <laughs> I mean, definitely us. We have a podcast. They check out the new hard suit. Uh, Nana's very jealous of the cool new technology. She's like, why is it better than mine? Mm-hmm. And they try it on. She has to put on like this interior suit first, which is like this skin tight. I don't know what it'd be made of, like, but it's meant to conduct. It's meant to conduct the commands from her body to the hard suit. Oh, it's made out of metal, clearly. <laughs> Flexible, <laughs> pliable metal. Sure, yeah. Um, it's basically well, if, if this show is sort of anything, it's that metal can be whatever shape you want. <laughs> metal is like water. It assumes the shape of whatever you put it in. <laughs> um, so she like. Tries to get into this extremely tight-fitting latex suit. Mm-hmm. Celia's all like, go on. All the clothes have to come off first. And she's just watching from afar. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Pris is driving around, sees that the waitress in the cafe has gone berserk. And is like, well, I don't have my suit, but let's go check it out. Um, Lena's all like, God, it's so tight. So Pris runs up the stairs into the cafe. And there's just this lingering shot of this other woman she runs past. Just watching her go up and then falling down the stairs for no reason. She's just on the wall, like, hanging on and being like, oh, don't go in there. Ah! Like, tell my story. (laughs) I was worth something. I was going to be the fifth night saver. (laughs) Could you imagine if she's like, oh, look, it's Pris. Oh, my God, it's Pris. Ah!" So... By this point, the waitress has mutated pretty heavily. Into she looks like she one looks, of those. She the, may she may have Ringo? picked up she may have picked up some extra arms. Yeah. Um. She looks like Ring she, Girl. She's got serious tongue. like yokai vibes. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Long yeah. tongue, like sort of a third eye situation going on. Mm, very much so. Mm. And she's like yeah, quadrupedal or possibly more limbs. It's hard to say in this shot. Mm. But she's still wearing the maid outfit. Yep. She was doing her job. But yeah, Lena gets into... Meanwhile, Lena gets into her suit. Loves the feel of the movement. It's so light. She can do cartwheels, but she's still getting used to it. Yeah, she slams into a wall at one point. They're like, careful. We haven't paid off the insurance on that one yet. <laughs> Don't blow it up. But they have to deploy because account of the, because on account of the mad boomer. <gasps> the mad boomer? The mad boomer? Pris is all like, there's a mad boomer here. Celia so like, says, that, why has it gone mad? That They made a boomer with a female shape, that's why. God damn it. What does that mean? I actually have a theory on what that might be referring to, <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Okay, alright. Anyway, it's the next level of agonising boomer torture. Yeah, but I think they have the time to take the car to get Pris her hard suit. Mm. They're going to deploy Nene and Lena. Um, so they're just like, all right, night sabers away. And Pris is like, what? But who's going to, well, I don't have my suit. And they're like, 
No, but you know who does? Pris looks really cool red lit, like in the emergency lighting, I guess, of the cafe. Yeah, or the lingering or just outside. The, just the glow off the boomer's eyes. Ah, maybe, maybe. She hits it with a pipe, but she's not ready to take it on full style. Yeah. You know, take it on full style, like that expression. Take it on full style? Yeah. Is it take it on full style or take it on full style? I actually like both. <laughs> Depending on the circumstance, it's either good or bad. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, Celia in her fuck suit is like, all right, guys, listen, you got to go out there. Get on your fight suits. I'll stay here in my fuck suit. <laughs> and uh, just deal with that boomer the best you can. They basically like get into like a rail gun. Yes. Like it looks like it charges up magnets and flings them up. Yeah. And we see that the, um, the huge aquarium situation is actually to hide the launch shaft for this thing, mm. which is quite clever. I think like they don't draw explicit attention to it, but I think that's a cool bit of like, how do you hide your like mech suit launch platform in the middle of a city? Have an aquarium. Yeah. How do you hide your underground terrorist question mark organization? Put it behind a mirror. Beautiful. Anything reflective, it'll work. They fly through the sky with their jetpacks. Um, Nana's jealous that Lynn is already so good at this. Yeah, they they do like a real Hulk uh, kind of jump action. Rooftop to rooftop. Yep. Except less destruction because they have boosters. Yep. The ADP police arrive and they're like, we gotta go defeat this mad boomer. I would never have imagined that a waitress boomer could go mad. And Daly's like, I guess she was stressed out. <laughs> you know what hospitality's like? <laughs> Leon's got this huge uh, like fucking magnum with four bullet slots. Those are massive you know, bullet bullets. slots that go in a gun. Yeah, the D&D uh, bullet slots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, Daly just has like a massive machine gun. Yeah, is, is it like a minigun or something? I think it's just like a big sci-fi machine gun. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, and they're like, all right, let's deal with the trash. Yeah. You mean the boomer? Y yeah, the yeah. mad boomer. Yeah, the mad boomer. I've got four shots. You've got like six. So by the time everyone gets there, both the AD police and the night sabers, it's like heavily mutated. It doesn't even look like a person anymore. It's like kind of insectoid. It's got like bird legs. Or bird talony kind of yeah. things. And then and like, still got that tongue situation going on. Wait, where is its tongue? Oh, we'll see the, more of the tongue next time, I think. Oh, okay, all right. But it definitely does not look human now. No. And Pris is like, oh, I'm pinned boomers. down. Pinned down to this fucking boomer. <laughs> that's the last thing you want to hear. <laughs> uh, and that's the end of the episode. We still haven't seen the OP or the ED for this show. I'm wondering if this stream that we're watching is cutting it off uh, or if it just takes a few episodes to kick in. Hmm. We'll find out soon. And if it doesn't show up soon, we'll just watch it. And be like, that's interesting. Mm. Mm. So Nick, yeah. highlights and lowlights of this episode. My. L these two episodes, I should say. My. This episode of this podcast in which we covered two episodes of the show. My highlight is when mm. Celia comes out okay. from the elevator. Okay. Because it's just like, oh, that's fun. You mean when she when she first changed into the dress? No, no, no. When she comes out and she's all like, oh, you're here. Nick uh, did the putting sleeve back on motion. I was just like, that is the best fucking... <laughs> it sure is. Because it's just a fun, like, you know exactly the relationship like, between these guys. If they had drawn attention to it in the dialogue, it would have been too much. Exactly. But because it's just like this little, oh, hello. Mm -hmm. It's like perfect. Because <laughs> you kind of already knew and just doing that, I'm like, yes, yes. Um, let's see, my, my highlight, mm -hmm. uh, I really enjoyed the, um, VR sequence. Ah. Just like, 
cutting like the, the way it cut between like obviously like Pris's hard suits like mechanical efficiency mm. and like Alina's what the fuck is going on expression yeah. as it as it switched between the two of them doing the same motions. It's disgustingly rad. Yeah, it'll be really cool. Yeah. Um, low lights. My low light is probably gonna be the the pointless bit in where the the waitress lady is like in the back. Licking the thing. Licking the thing. But at the front, there was just some lady who's like, hey, can I get my thing? Oh, it was like an establishing shot to cut this, show that we were cutting back to the same cafe. I guess, but it's just and like... And then later on, when the boomer goes berserk, we see those same uh, young women, like, screaming for help. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's fine. <laughs> I guess it's... But when you have such high content everywhere else, you got to pick something. Yeah. Mine, my low light was probably just the, um, the butler scene. Uh, like they're laying groundwork for later, but like they're not breaking any new ground in terms of butler yeah. characterization here. Yeah. Dishonorable mention to I am a child. <laughs> <laughs> like what does that mean? Oh, I don't get it. Anyway. Ah, uh, Alan and Mason. Oh, Alan and Mason. What trouble will you get up to next time? So, Nick. Yeah. A boomer has gone berserk. I can probably start all of my next time on things <laughs> recaps like this. A mad boomer. Uh, a boomer's gone berserk. Can't mm-hmm. can't be having with that. No. Um, the eighty police and the night sabers are on the scene, and Pris is also on the scene. Mm. Uh, she saved the cafe manager by hitting the boomer with a pipe, but now is otherwise pretty unprotected. Yeah, and we don't know what happened to that manager now. Could be anything. I think he got away. Oh. Meanwhile, the Shoham project progresses. <laughs> What will happen next time on Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040, episode 4, Machine Head. Ooh, that's a good song. More on that next time. Deep Purple. Um, Velvet Underground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, we've got the... Okay, so the... Okay, okay, okay. Okay, the okay. boomers. <laughs> the boomer, right? It will try to murder Pris. Yeah. However, in a moment of weakness, Pris's thing will get knocked away. She's got a pipe. And then, bam, comes the Magnum. The, from Leon. From Leon being all the like... The most effective AD police officer. Yeah, and being all like... How come hey, he doesn't have to wear a uniform? He's cool. He's cool, okay. man. He's he just he strutting has... around in his leather jacket yeah, with he's his got a sci-fi Magnum. Yeah, like, what, wouldn't you? He's a loose cannon. <laughs> Turn in your badge. You'll be like, I don't have a badge. I do this freelance. <laughs> Do you even work here? It's like, no, I've been living on the street. I'm on parole. Daly is my parole officer. <laughs> Um, so he'll shoot, arm will come off the, the, the boomer, okay. but then he'll get angry. And will the arm grow back? Of course. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of question is that? Uh, and then the nightsabers will arrive? The nightsabers will arrive after a little bit, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, get out of here! And they'll be like, oh, it's you, the nightsabers. Quit taking all our glory. And then they'll have a, a bit of a, a back and forth. A back and forth while Pris is like, help me! <laughs> and how will Lena go in her first outing as a nightsaber? Good. Uh, I think, you know, she she's showing great initiative. Um, really good resolve. I think, you know, she's really getting... You've got to have resolve. You know, she's getting if dirty. Part five taught us anything. Yeah, getting her hands dirty right well, in there. Her hands won't be getting dirty because you know, they're she, in the hard seat. You know, she really approaches problems logically and thinks clearly before going into it, which I like. Nick you know, is transitioning to, to business mode, you know, I you think. Need, you know, when, when, you're, when you're in a situation with a boomer, you need to think about how you're going to deal with that boomer. They're not used to Wi-Fi. They're not human. Um, so she'll just be all like, oh no, what am I going to do? Nene might get in trouble, but then Lena will be all like, to the rescue. Um, we haven't seen either of their unique weapons on their hard suits yet, have we? 
No. What do you think they might be? Okay, so Pris's was like bombs or yeah, something. Yeah, she's got like like explosive fists, essentially. Yeah. Um, Nene, hmm. Nene might be like just, just like boosters on the back. They've all got boosters on the back. That's but how like, they do the jumps. But like more boosters everywhere. So she just like punches real hard and then a booster like... And then she just punches. Oh, like that? That's like something in the big O, actually. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's she's... Not, that's not to say that it can't be the case. Yeah, well, maybe I'm, she's I'm got like a... Parallel. Maybe she's got like a... Like a, a string. A string Oh, thing, okay. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. What Grappling well, hook. Yeah. Yeah, like a grappling hook with like a piano wire so she can like bind them. Sure. You know? And then, of course, we all know what Lena's is going to be. Okay. Twin swords. Oh, okay. You know, like... Think. Nick, now that we've got those guesses locked in, I'll tell you, you were pretty close um, with your description of Nene's weapon for Lena's hard suit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gotcha. Understood. <laughs> um, this pleases me. All right. Yep, okay. And we'll find out how they defeat this horrible waitress next time. Explosives. <laughs> Nick, where do you think the meta plot for this is going? So the Shoham project, we're still not totally sure. It's gonna what solve it is. the world's energy problem. So maybe it's just a bunch of fucking solar panels, and that's it. Okay. Like it's it could just be solar panels in space. Yeah. Um. And but the problem is it, it's a lot. It's a lot of solar panels. But then the boomers will get all out. the power. Yeah, they'll be all like, "Hey, wait!" Oh, literally. Ah, oh, I get it. Okay. Uh, but then they'll have a laser cannon built on this thing. Sure. Because, of course, you need a death ray. Like, solar power. Oh, and it's going to be like, we've got to stop the boomers from infecting the Shoham project before the sun hits the panels or Mega Tokyo will be before destroyed. 7 a.m. Yeah. It's like from dusk till dawn, right? It's like, <gasps> at 7 a.m., the vampires will be gone. But until then, the vampires roam free. Those damn boomers. Okay. Yeah, so maybe it'll be... And where do you think Leon's story is going to go? So Leon, I reckon, like maybe mid... Or not even mid... Maybe like a third of the way through the show, he'll get really, really aggressive towards the Night Sabers to the point where he'll start attacking them. Okay. And then his boss will be really happy with that, but it'll be like, don't get into fights with the Night Sabers. Let the regular police handle them. And he'll be like, damn the regular police. He's like, damn you, Leon. And then he'll... Go away, and then Daily will be all like, I'm sorry, but he's my partner. I have to follow him. And like, hand in his badge as yep. well. Hand in his huge gun. And then both of them will go away. Where did they get huge... that gun from? The armory! Like, they were in their car, though. Yeah? I guess he had it in the car. They're always on like, duty. Because, like, Leon's got his holster, obviously. They're always on duty. Yeah, <laughs> we, on, we only see them driving around or in the office. Yeah, they're always on duty. <laughs> Daly's got his holster on his back at all times. Ah. He can never sit down and like chill out because he knows the pr- like <laughs> from the pressure of the gun and also the pressure of boomers and the pressure of keeping Leon in line. True, and that's always on the back of his mind back because of his, his mind his, back. His gun. Okay, great. Yeah. So he'll get kicked off the force, and then what? I reckon he'll get kicked off the force, and then he won't join the night sabers, but he'll just take it upon himself to be like, I have a police broadcast radio thing. I'm gonna find those fuckers and I'm gonna take them out to expose them. For I what want they are. pictures of the night sabers. And then at the end he'll realize, oh shit, I was wrong. We need the night sabers to defeat the mad boomers. Because the police don't get it. Because of the corporations. Yeah, maybe. I don't think he's going to clock that far. Okay. I think he's just too consumed He was already clocking that this episode. Was he? Yeah, he was like, oh, you're getting some pressure from up above, are you, chief? Oh, but that's not corporations. That's pretty, the pretty police much department. Is, though, because the AD police was created and or funded by the Genom uh, Corporation. Yeah, true. But he might not blame Genom so much as, oh, but we're the AD police. 
We're going to do what we need. Who's the upper of AD police? AD police. Okay. You know, they're like a separate thing to him. Well, Nick, that sure was a bubblegum crisis. And we'll Mm. see what the next one brings us next episode. Yeah. And until then, to to be be continued. continued.